everyone, and welcome to a special episode of Zing This. It's been 20 years since Harry Potter first debuted, and we're going to be discussing our love of the Harry Potter books, movies, just the all-around just Harry Potterness of Harry Potter. So you've got me, <laughs> Zinger. And I'm Ellie. And we have a special guest joining us. All right, we have Ryan Cody from um, My Patronus is a Podcast and The Tig Show. Or The yes. Illustrious Gentleman, sorry. Illustrious Gentleman, yes. So um, he'll be joining us to discuss Harry Potter. So uh, I guess let's start out with how are each of us introduced to Harry Potter? Let's have our guest go first, Ryan. Okay, uh, so... I didn't know anything. I mean, I don't know how, how old most people were when they got introduced to Harry Potter, but I was probably in my late 20s. And my wife at the time used to read to our children in bed. And she would read, you know, and sometimes I'd be in there. Other times I'd be out in my studio working. But if I was in there, I would catch her reading snippets of this book that sounded interesting, but I didn't really follow along too much because I would only hear parts of different chapters and then one night, uh, my son asked me to read to them. So I went and grabbed the book that she was reading to them. And it was like halfway through it. And I believe it was uh, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. Uh-huh. So it was towards the beginning of the third book. And I just read that first night. I just read it to them as their bedtime story. And then I think the next night I might have read to them. And then I eventually asked my, my ex-wife, like, what is this? And then she told me. And she had the first two books also. I had no idea she had all three books. So I started reading from the beginning, and that was kind of my first introduction. That would have been that would have been probably uh, 90, uh, probably about like 2002, 2001, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Ellie, how were you introduced to Harry Potter, the world of Harry Potter? The world of Harry Potter. I was also older. Um, I think I was in my low 20s maybe high teens um and i just absolutely fell in love with it um i knew that it was a i guess young adult is what they you know coded it as young adult or teen um but i i just i always loved magic and and wizards and dragons and this that whole universe anyway so when i found out what harry potter was about um i dived right in so and and for me as well um uh, we're even rereading it with some of our um mid to younger children (laughs) not the babies but not the oldest either um and we're enjoying reading it uh together chapter by chapter again just to to revisit it it's it's always fun so that was me all right, uh, allow me to show my age real quick. Um, <laughs> I was introduced to them, and I'm trying to recollect back. I'm pretty sure, I can't remember if it was the first two mm-hmm. or first three books I got as a Christmas gift okay. from one of my relatives, and I think it was when the, I think the fourth one was when I actually started, like I went back and started reading them. Like for some reason we got them, and I kept on being told, hey, you should try out those books, hey, you should try out those books, and I kept on putting it off, and I finally decided to read them and kind of fell in love with them after that because I was like right in that perfect age range of I was close to the characters ages too so I guess that it kind of I I was vaguely able to grow up with the characters as I was reading the books Mm -hmm. so that's kind of how I was introduced to it so yeah um but an, an interesting thing and this is just showing the fandom 
of this series, I remember when the Half-Blood Prince came out. I'm just mentioning this one real quick because this is just showing, you know, the level of fan that everyone is with Harry Potter. Yeah. Um, I was actually in Europe during the time on a trip and one of the people in our group was a diehard Harry Potter fan. She bought the book the day it came out. We happened to be near enough to a bookstore that she went and bought it and read it the like read cover to cover probably I think in about three days. Oh, wow. So, I mean, she, she wanted to get it. And it's cool because she got the European version, which the cover and some of the stuff in it is a little bit different. Not drastically, but, right, but, but a little but bit. enough to notice it. But with with that, um, what's everyone's favorite book or favorite... How about, how about we do favorite book and character real quick? Mm. Wow. Okay. <laughs> uh, you want to you go in the same order? You want me to go first? Uh, yeah, yeah, you're, you're, you're okay. a guest. Go for it. So my favorite book is, for me, it's easy. It's uh, Order of the Phoenix is my favorite book. And for me, it's kind of um, growing up, you know, when I was when I was 11, 10, 11, 12, 13, my favorite comic was X-Men, and it was a team book. And so, you know, I, I love the, the sort of team aspect of Order of the Phoenix where you learn more about, I don't know, I guess to me, Order of the Phoenix is where the, books, the book series takes a turn. And it becomes more adult or at least, uh, you know, at least a a little more older. They're talking about the war with Voldemort and the coming war and the past war. And you're introduced to all these new characters that are adults. So to me, as someone who was probably 30 or 31 when that book came out, it really uh, it really rang a bell with me. And so I love the I love Order of the Phoenix. I think it's the I think it's favorite far and away. My favorite book, Uh, favorite character. That's kind of tough too, but it's probably one of the characters introduced in that book. It's probably uh, it's probably Lupin or Sirius Black for me, um, and it's probably it's probably Remus Lupin. I think I have a soft spot for Remus Lupin, <laughs> but uh, so that's that's those are my two choices. Great. Um, well, me, um, I really like Goblet of Fire. Mm-hmm. That's probably one of my favorites. I, I just I love the the different um, competitions yeah. that they do. Um, this, the whole storyline with, um, I'm going to forget character names now. The one that dies. Cedric Diggory. Cedric Diggory. Yes. yes. Um, I just, it was so touching and, and in the movie, the, the, when they have the scene with the father and the son, it's just, it's really good. But I, I liked the, it was just kind of fun to see all the, the different competitions and, and the different schools coming together. Yeah. That was a really cool thing for me. I thought it was neat. Um, and except for Harry Potter, I just love, love, love his character in general, but Sirius Black definitely would be my favorite character other than Harry. All right. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, I'm kind of going to go with Prisoner of Azkaban. And I, I, I I actually, when I explain my favorite character, that might point to reasonings, (laughs) but I don't know. Something about that book just was, I just enjoyed, you know, the... The way the book was written, it, it introduced, you know, some new characters and some new stuff into the universe, which I mm-hmm. thought was very interesting. And my favorite character is Sirius Black, so... <laughs> Uh-oh. With him being introduced in that. And and Lupin's a close second, yeah, to be honest. Yeah, he's really cool. I like his so, character. So too. with them being introduced and, you know, a lot of the stuff that happened in that book, I just kind of really enjoyed all of that so well, in the dynamics between those two characters is really cool i like their story their friendship and mm-hmm. it's really neat to you know to see that and and i'll 
it was it was really cool with with Sirius Black because you're like, oh, he's a bad guy. And yeah, because the whole time you think he's a bad guy, yeah. and it turns out he's actually you know a a good guy. And the whole you know, I guess the stuff with um the for the fortune telling and you know mm-hmm. the black dog is a sign of death, right? And, and, and his whole and the, thing, and like the what's tea, like even like yeah. what they saw, they read in the tea, and yeah, it was really cool. So, so I guess I really liked all that aspect of it. it everything in that felt very foreboding. So it was a, it was kind of their, I guess their start to test the waters in being a darker series. So, right. so that for me was was one of my favorite. I mean, the, the the rest of the books are phenomenal. It's just that that one's the one I think that really like hooked me. Like completely into some some other characters to care about besides the main three, too. Right. Right. Yeah, and it's in my mind, it's the best movie of the of, of all eight. It's my favorite movie, but it's probably my second favorite book. Mm-hmm. And my second favorite book, ironically, would probably be Order of the Phoenix. Sorry, Ellie, I'm Goblet of Fire. I wasn't really. <laughs> I, I I liked it. It's just something about like like you said the the team up and everything well, it was really cool. It was funny. And I was sitting here trying to figure out what my answer was. I might be wrong, so please help me, everybody. Because um, it's been a while since, like I said, we just started rereading the first one. So um, my I can't remember all. But which one was the one that they really started diving heavy into the um, the laws and the, the rules for the house elves? Like there was, Hermione uh, was like... She was like really trying to campaign to get them more rights and everything, and I can't remember what book was that. That that was uh, I think I think that's um, I think that is Order of the Phoenix. Yeah, there's a house elf at Sirius Black's house that she sees being mistreated and right. So even I even though he's right. evil. <laughs> yeah, could be go- could be Goblet of Fire though. I'm not. See, quite I was sure, thinking it started there. in Goblet yeah, of Fire, it, it did. and yeah. because when that movie came out, I was so frustrated because even though I know that these books are ginormous and they cannot get everything in the movie, obviously, I, I really wanted to see more of a presence of that because I, I really enjoyed reading it, um, but they really just obviously didn't have enough time to put that into the movie as well. So I think it was Goblet of Fire. The more I think about it, so yeah, I, I think, think I think you're right. I think you are because I think it's the carryover of that is because yeah. I think I remember some of the like inner thought stuff where they were mentioning that that you know that they have forgotten that she did the spew thing the year before when right. it, when it is talking about the the house elf at Sirius Black's house. So I, I think you are correct. I think it is. If, if she's wrong, please, someone, oh, yeah, on, so, someone on the internet will jump on But I think quickly. that's another reason why Goblet of Fire is my favorite, because it had that in it, too. But, yeah. So, it, sorry, it moving good, on. <laughs> it had a good B, it. C, or D-level story. And also, right. um, Order of the Phoenix introduced Dolores Umbridge. In my opinion, I hated her, <laughs> hands down, oh my more gosh. than Voldemort. Oh. Easily, if in my opinion, was a better villain she at times evil. than Voldemort. It was awful. Yes, I hated her too. <laughs> yeah. How how did you feel about the character, Ryan? I don't know. I think um, I mean we could get political, but she's one of these people who <laughs> thinks that they're always they're doing right no matter what. So she doesn't see herself as evil. I and, thought, okay, and sorry. the ministry doesn't necessarily see her as evil. But she's just as bad as any other character because she she feels so justified in what she's doing mm-hmm. that that's just as bad as someone who's who's uh, you know 
someone who knows they're a terrible person is just as bad as someone who thinks they're always right and makes the wrong decision. So that's kind of her aspect, I guess, or her, her, my take on her character. I enjoyed where they had the Dementors, where they were doing the whole... Oh, I'm trying to remember which book this is now. I think it was... It had to have been Deathly Hollows, where they're at the Ministry of Magic, and she's like doing an inquiry on people, and they have all the Dementors in the room, and she just has the, the, the Patronus of a cat wandering around her to protect her. Yeah, and she's, yeah, she, she's like completely fine being around these things that suck, you know, everything out of people. And it's just right. apparently to her, it's no, she, she can be around them with no adverse effects sort of. So I thought that, that was a very interesting thing to do with the character. Right. But I think that also goes to show again, she, she always thinks she's right. Mm-hmm. She doesn't think anything she does is wrong. So to her, I don't know, to her, there's nothing wrong with that. Because they're they're there to keep out the bad guys. She doesn't see herself as a bad guy. So exactly, right. Um, you, you kind of mentioned it, Ellie, and I know that this might open a vague can of worms. Oh no. <laughs> what? Okay, you 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 said the whole spew thing getting cut was something that that you did not like from the movies. Right. I mean, like I said, I understood that they probably couldn't put it in because it's just hard to put that much. Yeah, into I mean, one movie. But. Of course, the the movies have a ton of stuff that I mean. You're, you're trying to take a book yeah. that can be upwards of 20 hours worth of reading right. into two hours, quote-unquote, right. movie. So, of course, stuff's going to get left on the cutting room floor. And I don't want to do a what's the difference or a comparison between the two, but well, what yeah. are some of the things that you miss that they cut out from the movies, personally? Well, there, I mean, but if, if, if there's something besides the speed. Oh, I mean, my, my main thing, like I said, it's been a while since I've read the book, mm-hmm. so I, I'd have to reread them all to really remember. But my biggest thing is, like I said, I really enjoyed that, that whole story arc. And, and I, was, I was kind of upset that it really wasn't touched that much in the movies. So that would probably be mine. Um, I'm going to go real quick. Mine's kind of just, I guess, the interaction, the, the little interactions. Where they kind of jam stuff in the movies to try to make, like, one class, like, five different things happen that took, like, several chapters and oh, other yeah. books. So, I guess it's kind of the the speeding up of certain events. It kind of, I like when stuff takes a little bit to play out and everything in the books instead of being, like, it has to be bullet pointed. Which, like I said, I understand movies have to be done a certain way. I don't know. When you guys just started talking about this, I started panicking because I really don't have any, I really don't have any problems with the movies I guess because I'm like a, I'm one of the rare comics, comics guys. Who's also like a uh, sports guy. Mm -hmm. So I wish, I wish there was more Quidditch in the movies. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, And I, and I wish the movies had been made at a time when the special effects for Quidditch could have been better. So it's it's hard to watch those first two movies and their Quidditch scenes. Uh, But yeah, I guess the only thing that to me that really is lacking is, I would like to see more of the wizarding world in general. I'd like to see more Quidditch. I'd like to see more of Hogsmeade and that, you know, that sort of stuff. I don't, you know, I'm not, and I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's cause I'm a guy or because I was older when I got into the books, but the whole, I don't, I really don't care about the house elves. I really don't care <laughs> about like, I really don't care about like, uh, you know, all the creatures in the forest and stuff like that. I'm focused mainly on the, on the human cast. Cause I don't know. That's just that. That's I've never been into 
you know, other types of fiction that aren't, that aren't uh, kind of human storylines or human based. So for me, the movies were fine, but I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be against seeing more Quidditch scenes or longer Quidditch scenes. Yeah. I mean, I, I think we can all agree that, that we do enjoy them. Did do enjoy the movies and everything. It's just, we, we just kind of wanted to take a moment to kind of, because yeah. I, well, I, and he's not alone with the Quidditch love. Yeah. I mean, because I mean, yeah. universities actually have Quidditch, Quidditch teams. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm going to, my son starts U of A in the fall. And yeah. one of the first things we're going to do when I get down there is get a U of A uh, Quidditch jersey. That is awesome. Nice. No, that is yeah. so cool. <laughs> yes. Well, I was going to, I was going to have that be a topic in a little bit on, you know, what, <laughs> what has the harry potter you know fandom affected in the world so i i guess, I guess we'll do that next okay at, but i just ooh, ooh. I hold, on, hold on hold I'm on i'm excited hold on <laughs> i was about to say i just i just wanted to say you know i enjoyed the quidditch and everything like i said i think we can all agree that we do enjoy the movies but like like i said earlier i'm kind of beating a dead horse you have to cut stuff somewhere to, yeah, to accommodate the story so yeah. meh Right, and like I said, I love the movies. Don't get me wrong. I, I, I'm one that I can, I can separate yeah, it, a book versus a movie and understand that it's its own entity and that, you know, you can't, you can't always, you know, do everything from the book and I can enjoy them equally separately. Does that make sense? Well, yeah, right. it, it yeah. does. Okay. Yeah. Did my wife, my wife right now, sorry. Uh, yeah, my wife right now is listening to all the audio books, but she only knows Harry Potter through the movies, so... Right. Mm, she'll, she'll come up. She'll come up and ask me questions like, "I don't remember this, or I don't remember that." <laughs> and then that's when I realized that so much had to be cut from the movies. Mm-hmm. Right. But I can also separate them, and it doesn't bother me. You know, either way, if something's cut out or something like that, it, it doesn't really bother me. But it kind of confuses her, so I have to sit there and explain <laughs> everything. Uh, did, I, I like to do, so it's fine. Did any of you guys see the movie? Any of the movies in theaters? Because I'm wondering, because yes. I, I had something I very quick. I saw every one yes. of them in the theater. I, f- I figured you would. <laughs> yeah, yes. I think I did as well. Yes. The, the reason I brought, the other reason I wanted to bring up the difference between the movies and stuff that got cut is because I can't remember which one it was. Uh, oh, I have the dates for the books, not the movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember which one it was, but I went to go see it with one of my buddies, who's a big Harry Potter fan too. And... We were both sitting there, and I mean, I, I I try to watch the movie for the movie. I understand that it's based on a book, but he would like you know adjust himself in the seat or 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 hear like like every every now and then from him because they they were skipping over stuff. But the funnier oh, thing was okay. the funnier thing was there was a group of girls behind us that I audibly heard throughout almost the entire movie going, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe they." they skipped over this part or I, 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 the whole I can't movie? believe they, yeah, oh, no, it wow. was, and it was funny. Cause it had been a while since I read the book. So I was like, wait a second. I feel like I'm missing something. And I'd hear them chime in. I'm like, Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> that would frustrate me. A little so bit. I, so it was funny cause I had like an inner commentary around right. me of people being displeased with it. And it was funny cause the second week we left the theater, I don't think I got like two steps out before he started saying, can you believe they cut this, 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 this? And I'm like, dude, I can't remember half the stuff. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest with you, but I was just wondering if anyone else had that. You didn't know you ex- were paying for a special edition version, yeah. the commentary version. But I was about to say, did anyone else have that experience in the movie? No, I, no. What, yeah, uh-huh. when when I went, it was always pretty much opening night, and everybody were dorks and dressed up with their capes and their wands, <laughs> and I mean, they were just so excited, and it was you know, it was like a quiet crowd until there was a scene where everybody cheered, and then it was quiet again, and then they cheered, so. 
for me, I, I did not have that experience. Most of mine were pretty awesome. Mm. Yeah, I didn't. I never had those experiences. I mean, I went and saw pr- probably from Order of the Phoenix on. I saw them all at the midnight showings, and yeah, everyone's just so excited. It wasn't really a yeah. I feel wasn't really an issue. I feel like I went a week or two after it had been out, so maybe it was like the people seeing it for the second yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, people seeing it for a yeah. second or third. I mean, like, like I said, it, I, it wasn't. I was upset at the at you know that experience. Right. It was just a very unique experience. Yeah. While I was watching a movie, to be reminded kind of almost the entire <laughs> movie of where they cut stuff. Well, on page four, paragraph three. one of them did that. I'm not joking. <laughs> she called out what oh chapter gosh, it was that they cut stuff from, and I was like. How do you know this? <laughs> but but that's once again showing the love and the effect that these movies have had on society and everything. So that's what I kind of want to discuss real quick now is what you know we 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 all have seen the effect it had. I mean, colleges now have Quidditch yes. teams, and Ellie, I'm I'm you're you're chomping at the bit for I this, know, I'm so, so I'm, I'm well, going to let you go. I mean, the most obvious one would be the fact that they have a theme park. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's pretty huge, you know, Which to you, have a theme You went park. to. I know that you're getting oh ready my to mention gosh. it. Yes. So can I just say, <laughs> <laughs> when I went to, I actually did not go when it first opened. I went when it had released, there was one in Islands of Adventure and Universal, mm-hmm. where you could take the train between the two, the Hogwarts Express. It's pretty awesome. But I remember, and I felt like a dork. So it's me. Um, our three children at the time, and then a friend of ours, which was also a huge Harry Potter fan. So it was me and her, not my children, but this other child that was with us. And I remember walking through the park, and I'm like, where is it at? Where do you get to it? I'm looking on the map. I can't find it. I see, you know, the double-decker bus. You know, they have a few of the stuff for the muggles. And then I'm looking at this wall, and I turn around, and I'm like, is that where it is? And so you, it's... From, from just walking around the path of Universal, you see this brick wall near the other stuff, but then you kind of walk towards it, and you see there's a little entrance that you really can't see unless you walk right up to the brick wall, and you go around, and it's like I instantly started bawling. Like, this is how embarrassing <laughs> it is, because I walk around the corner, and boom, it's like you're in, like... Um, Hogsmeade and, and all this like it's a complete replica it is gorgeous and it's just so breathtaking how much of the world like you really feel like you're stepping in there and you're transforming into this world um so i i can't recommend it enough if you've never been and you're a fan you have to go to it's just so cool and they have Butterbeer there, and you can get these wands at the wand shop. They have gilly water too, because I remember you brought a yeah, bottle of it. Pumpkin, home. Um, yeah, pumpkin and pumpkin water. They have replicas of a lot of that stuff, and I saved the bottles. But yeah, you can get the wands, and they interact with different stuff throughout the park. That you know, it's it's just it's breathtaking. I, I like I said, I literally cried. I was so excited. So that was me. <laughs> I'm adorable. Yeah, I've I've never been, but I want to go, especially oh. now that they have they have one in. Uh, in L.A. now, they have one at Universal in L.A. Oh, so okay. Okay. Yeah, I went to the one in Florida. Well, the two in Florida. So, Ryan, what are some of the ways you feel the Harry Potter fandom has affected the world? Yeah, I think the I think the biggest and most obvious thing is it, at least in my experience, is it got kids reading again. I don't remember kids devouring books prior to that. And then when my kids were younger, you know, 
between the ages of like five and 15, they read multiple books a month on various, you know, they would read the warrior series, which is about like talking cats and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then they, they, yeah, they would read, they would read all the Harry Potter books. They would read the peculiar children books. They would read the, those are really cool. (laughs) Yeah. The Artemis Fowl books. They would read everything. And I don't remember anything like that being popular prior to when Harry Potter got big. So I think it really did spark a movement in young adult reading that hasn't been seen in a long time. And it also just sort of, I don't know, it's become so popular that it's its in the common vernacular. I mean, not everyone is, even people who've never seen the movies or read the books, they know who Harry Potter is. They know Voldemort. Right. They know, you know, even like you, you said the word muggles, like everyone's going to know what muggles mean, yeah. whether, they, right. whether they're even a fan or not. So it really has kind of, impacted society in a way that you know in a way that star wars did or in a way that you know other huge pop culture i mean i would say as big as star wars you know so uh to me it, it did sort of and, and it does run the gauge the, the it does run the age gamut so you have parents like me who are super into it and you have my kids who really love it and then i'm sure you know, one of us will introduce their children to it. So mm-hmm. it, it really is something unique that hadn't come along in about 25, 30 years when it finally hit. So I, I, I would, yeah, I definitely would agree with that. And I, and for mine, I was going to make the star Wars comparison. Cause I was having a discussion. I want to say it was with David at one point oh, okay. about like what fan, you know, is star is the star Wars fandom is every, is anything ever going to rival it? Mm-hmm like truly rival it and he goes harry potter and i'm like oh i i don't know why it didn't click in my head as one but it's just i mean that's gone from books to movies to just so much other stuff that i i do say that that one does and i i love star wars mind you i love it but i feel that harry potter might be a little bit more appealing to a broader audience at times right yeah i can see that just just because i mean but once again star wars only has movies it has books and stuff, but it's based off of the movies, whereas Harry Potter's based off of the books. Right. Like, well, I guess Fantastic Beasts now is just off running. Off of a screenplay. Yeah. Well, no. Well, um, no, the Cursed Child. Cursed Child screenplay. screenplay this is yes. off of a textbook. Right. So, jumping around, what do you, have, Ryan, have you seen Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them? I have. And, Ellie, you have seen it. Yes, we own it. Yes, and I'm the <laughs> odd person out in this. I don't know how I have not watched it yet, but I will remedy that soon. Yes, for, for I'll reasons. Wa- I'll watch it with you for reasons. But what do you guys think of this whole new universe that they're creating, or this whole new movie movie series that they're going to be creating based in the Harry Potter universe? I absolutely. I'm love... I'm not going to say prequels. I'm oh, not okay, going to say okay. they're prequels. I absolutely love Newt. I love I... him. I just he's. I fell in love with him immediately. Just his demeanor and just the, his sincerity, just everything about him. And and the um, I I during this movie, um, I haven't read the textbook or whatever, but um, th- during the movie, I really was um kind of soaked into the characters more than like the the beasts were really cool. Like it was it was really neat to see all the different creatures and and everything. But just the interaction between the two sisters mm-hmm. and um the I forgot his name. I'm so sorry. Um, the the other the nomad, the, the guy, nomad. and um, 
And then Newt, the, just the, the four of them and their story and their journey, I just thought was so intriguing and so interesting. So I, I loved it. That was me. Yeah, I really like it. I think, though, for me personally, and it's because I'm older, I, I prefer the later Harry Potter movies because they're a little darker and a little more mature. And I thought, I thought Fantastic Beasts went a little bit back to the first two Harry Potter movies. Yes that were kind of a little too cutesy for me and really geared, <laughs> really geared towards that sort of 12 year old audience. Uh, but that said, I own the movie and I, I'm excited about one of my favorite things about Harry Potter more so than anything else are the, are the, is the world and the characters that, that they inhabit or the world that the characters inhabit. So I'm excited to see movies based around the same rules and geography and mythos that she created they don't have to be the same characters like i don't right. i'm not a die hard like the the big three harry potter characters i'm not obsessed with them at all like they you know they're just vehicles to move the stories forward uh so for me more stories set in this universe i think is great oh yeah yeah and it's also isn't this building towards like the great wizarding war that's supposed to be happening too isn't that what uh, these are supposed to be building towards? I think so. She's already said, like, by the third or fourth movie, the the movies might not even be about Newt that much anymore. So I think it's, I think it's just a way to incorporate the entire universe into a new, you know, new series of movies, I suppose. Um, I just wanted to say real quick on that note of, you know, the you, you brought up a good point how this universe, it, it feels lived in, but it's also kind of our own world sharing a history. It's just what the book short, sort of reveal is a secret history of wizards and witches and everything and magic, which I think is really cool that they are that they're able to do that to where her, her world building is amazing, but she builds on the magical world while you know that the real world exists as its counterpart still being there so i thought that was a great um way of her creating a very unique place for her books to take place in and for everything to grow from it right yeah i agree with that all right now speaking of her creating stuff i, I wanted to talk about this <laughs> i know you've been wondering. I, I know and it's, and it's one of those things I'm, I'm not trying to bring up star wars with this discussion but i feel like it's inherently God, tied in star wars alone Ryan, what do you think of her of of Jay, of Rowling now going back and kind of saying, "I wish I had done this, or I wish I could change this, or this is should have been this way now." I mean, I know she's not completely write, rewriting the books yet, but what do you what do you think of a creator going back now and being like, "I I wish I had changed this, or I wish this had been different." Uh, I th I think it's fine because, like I said, I can. I can comp compartmentalize all of it. So to me, if she wanted to go back and make changes, it doesn't take away my enjoyment of the first time I read those books. And it might add more to those characters. So I guess there is a part of me that be, I, there is a part of me that wants like a, like a solid canon story, but I'm not against, I'm not against like El Elseworlds type stories to use comic book terminology or, I'm not against uh, I'm not against odd tweaks to characters that might reflect uh, in a in a different way on them when you first read about them, if that makes sense. So I'm not against it, and I understand it as someone who creates who who writes and creates stories and draws stories. 
yeah, we we all know that we can do better. So I'm not against it, and I'm sure it's just gonna make her and and Warner Brothers a lot more money. So I'm sure it's, they're all happy with it. Yeah, I, I just I, the one that stuck out to me is when she openly said that she regrets having um, Ron and Hermione get together, and it should have been Harry and Hermione. And that, that, that one to me, it just kind of, I, I, th- I think my eye was twitching. I'm like, why would you do that? Say that. But, I mean, you, uh-huh. you, you brought up a good point, which, I mean, to, to bring it into comic book terms, that this is an Elseworld, per se, story, or it could be an offshoot, or it could be, you know, in a different universe, this is how it played out. So it has no effect on the well, main Well, I mean, canon. I think it's easier to do in comic books. Yeah, obviously, d- definitely. Um, it, it's done it's, like one once every two yeah. two years with some <laughs> places. Depending on if it's DC or Marvel, <laughs> yes, they just like ah, we're just kidding, we're just throwing that out, and, and this is what it is now. But I, it, I think it's harder with books. Yeah. Um, I, I can see both sides. I can see where you don't care and you do care. Um, you know, I, I can see the other side of it where people say just. You wrote it, and and be fine with what you wrote. You know, and take ownership. That that's what you wrote, and and you know, it's cool to reimagine other things. But as far as going back and redoing the books, I can see how that would frustrate people because yeah. you know, then they're like, well, which one is the one that I really <laughs> want to know and love? But um, but I can see both sides. I can see why some people would be upset with it, and some people wouldn't. Maybe I'm just a fan of Ron and Hermione getting together. It's it's just such a weird. <laughs> go, Justin. It's just such a weird coupling that it's like it works because it's so strange and weird that I think it works that he's just this. He's he's kind of somebody who's I don't want to like say they lazy. Fit better together. I, I don't want to say he's lazy, but he's just kind of just kind of whatever. Go with the flow, and she's more like I gotta do, I gotta do, I gotta do. Right. So it's just kind of funny to have that dynamic between the two. I guess the one that frustrated me the most is when she's talked about Sirius Black mm-hmm. and that she shouldn't have killed him off. It, you had to kill him. As much as I love that character, I feel there's a lot of points in the in in the series that have to happen. Him dying is something that I mean, it it, it haunts Harry through because he 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 was in denial of him dying for I think a few books afterwards too. That he's like you know I, I just expect him you know just to pop back out from behind that right. that veil and start fighting. I mean I disagree. I don't think he had to die. I mean something else could have happened, but I mean I see where you're coming from. Every every one of these kind of stories. You know, you have to learn and grow. The character has to learn and grow, and they have to have that tragic thing in their yeah. past to you know help them move forward. But I just didn't want him to die. <laughs> I, well, I, I didn't either. <laughs> Darn it. <laughs> but sorry. Okay. <laughs> I know another interesting one is, and this is something I don't know if a lot of people caught. I mean, I'm, I'm saying this, probably everyone's going to be like, yeah, we caught that. How, how, how did you bring that up as something that no one caught? Right. Um, tonics and Lupin dying during the battle of hogsward i wanted to bring this up because they had a son that mirrors harry isn't it tonks tonics who did i say you're saying tonics tonics yeah you're my sorry my bad my bad (laughs) i'm like what are you saying sorry my bad on the pronunciation which by the way everyone apparently pronounces Voldemort wrong you're not supposed to pronounce it with a t according to (laughs) Yeah, according to Rowling. Yeah, there, there's a. I have it in my notes that there's a tweet that she put out to where it's not supposed. The T is Voldemort. silent. Baltimore. Baltimore. I, I guess. 
Yeah, well, I, don't maybe about, we can... I don't know about that. I have the audio books, and Stephen Fry says Voldemort. Well, that's that's the thing. I mean, I, I, I listen to my audio book, too, every now and then, just to recap stuff, and I've read it in everyone, even in the movies. And tomato, tomato. I guess it's just something she, she went, yeah, I, I, I kind of wanted to pronounce this way, but I didn't say anything because I was... I, I, I just didn't want to interrupt anybody. <laughs> I, I guess that's what it is. Like, like I said, it was a tweet she put out, and... I didn't know if I wanted to bring that one up, but since since everyone's making fun of me for for pronouncing tonics wrong, tonic. It's, see it's now you're messing me up. Oh, just move on. There, you're gonna no, drive me there's crazy. No, there's no I or E in tonks. Tonks, there. Happy. It's like saying warsh when people add an R. No, it's not that bad. Even though I'm sure someone's gonna comment saying it's oh, worse. I'm, I'm sorry. Okay, I won't say it anymore. Let's All move right. on. No, but her. Their their kid dying is kind of a mirror to Harry, is that you know his he's now because I think he was like the godfather for the child, or is going to help yeah. watch over him and everything, and that's kind of an interesting thing to where he has an opportunity to help this kid that was put into the exact situation he was, mm-hmm. but without I guess all the fame and stuff too, which that I don't know that I, I know we're kind of bouncing around, but that's kind of an interesting thing with this character is that Harry Potter as a character in the Wizarding world was you know the super famous and he didn't even know anything about it like when he's meeting everyone i thought that was a very interesting thing when he already met when he meets people everyone knows kind of more about him than he does mm-hmm. which i thought was a very interesting thing for the for the books i don't know if you guys have any opinion on that oh no it's a cool it's of course sto- cool storytelling technique i suppose uh yeah to have your main character to have everyone know about your main character before you do is kind of a unique, fun fun way to write the character, I think. This kind of brings, I guess, one of our first discussions about Harry Potter to an end. I'm sure that we'll probably be revisiting possibly the movies. Yes, yes. At some point. Hint, hint. But, but moving on. Um, Ryan, we brought you on here, and there's multiple reasons we wanted to have you on, but... I I, th- I think Ellie has done some some research to okay to um to, I I guess well, tell I want- tell people about who who you are if 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 you don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh- I, I love I love people talking about me, so go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> well, first of course, I I want to talk about my Patronus is a podcast. Okay. Um, are you reimagining it? Or are you continuing? Like, what are you doing with that before? If you don't right. want me to talk about it, that's all. No, wondering. no, no. Okay. No, that's fine. Uh, yeah. So the idea was I would I would kind of go chapter by chapter or a, a handful of chapters by handful of chapters and talk about it with other uh, creative professionals. But I realized that it's not easy to book other creative <laughs> professionals on a weekly or biweekly basis. Yeah. And then I had to do one. So my first two episodes, I had two creators on. Right. I have listened to both of them. Yeah. And then the third one, it was just me because I didn't have any creator. And I realized there's no point in me to just sit. There's no point in me sitting there reviewing a, a book that's 20 years old. <laughs> so I think I think I am going to reimagine it and relaunch it hopefully soon where I'll just have creative people on and we'll talk about their experience with Harry Potter. Okay. And then I might try to keep it chronological as well, like. You know, you know, what do you di- what do you di- like about the first book or something like that? So, but it's going to be more of a creator chat than an actual dissection, I think. Okay. Unless, unless the person I'm talking to 
really wants to get into it and then we can really get into it but <laughs> no yeah, so it might be that's it cool. might be that sort of thing like like maybe i'll just choose a topic like let's talk about hogs meat for a half hour and then if somebody wants to talk about that we'll do it but it's gonna be yeah it's gonna be another little bit because i'm gonna try to get a couple episodes in the can before i start it back up again or who your favorite Quidditch team is. <laughs> well, and I was, I wanted to tell you, thank you, because I, I actually, um, you know, I'd been thinking about rereading the books again, and then I saw, the, you know, your advertisements, and I, I love your Harry Potter deviant art. Uh, I think it's really cool the way you, uh, I saw um, Hagrid and, and um, Dumbledore and Newt, and I saw a lot of the the sketches that you had um, right. for the Harry Potter ones, and and it just it really got me excited, and and so I want to thank you because that's kind of the reason that m- myself and my ten year old are starting to read the books again, and then we were going to listen to your podcast, and so it'd be kind of fun to discuss it together and kind of bounce off whatever you guys talk about. So I really want to thank you because I thought it was a really neat idea. Oh, I'm glad you guys are reading it again. I'm sorry I ruined the whole podcast experience for you, but that's, it's, it's no, good that there's good more that to come. See, we yeah. have something to look forward to. Yeah, there you go. Hey, well, thank you very much. Oh, not a problem. Um, and, and I kind of wanted to talk about a little bit too, just about maybe some projects that you're either currently working on or you've done recently. Um, and there's one in particular that I just wanted to mention. I just love the name. Um, so I found Country Ass Whoopin, a tornado relief anthology. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> and I was you, like, holy crap, this is the best title ever. <laughs> you are the third person in history to ever bring that up. And one was the guy who contacted me to draw it, who's the publisher, Kevin. And one is the writer, Jason Aaron, who asked me, have you ever seen a copy of that? <laughs> and now you are the third. Uh, See, thank you. Yeah, that was that was for a, a trip, uh, a charity book. Okay. Uh, for I think a tornado that went through Alabama and, and and decimated maybe some rural communities. Okay. And so I did a six-page art. I, I drew six pages of a story Jason Aaron wrote, and then. But it's not something I really ever see out there. Or <laughs> it's, it's not something that that I've ever even. I think I've only signed once. I've only I think I've only signed one once. Okay, well, just, you can't like with that kind of title. It just I had to talk about it. It's just right. awesome. That's all. That's all, Jason Aaron. It has to do with Alabama <laughs> football stuff. <laughs> well, thank you. Um, yeah, and then I was wondering if you could kind of go into a little bit of detail about um, the TMNT 100 project. You are you penciling on that, or are you penciled on that? Yeah, I did. Uh, yeah, the, so the Hero Initiative is a charity that I've worked with a lot, and I've done the majority of their books. Okay. So yeah, I Ninja saw a Turtles. lot of hundred. I saw a lot of them that had yeah. the hundred listed. Yeah. Yeah, so I've done a lot of those. Ninja Turtles is the newest one that I've done. Okay. Uh, they do have a Wonder Woman one coming out. Oh uh, yes. I, I, awesome. I did not. I did not work on that one, but I've been on most of them. Okay. Well, that's exciting. Awesome. Yeah, and those are all charity books. So you get like a hundred and fifty. 125, 150 pinups and all the money for all the book sales go to the Hero Initiative. So it's a great, great charity. That is great. Okay, great. Um, and then let's see. And so you illustrate, is it Monstrous for Dark Horse? And uh, is, yeah, that was, is that yeah, a that co-create a, too or just to illustrate? Uh, that was just, I just drew that and that was uh, a 
three-part series that took place in Dark Horse Presents okay. a couple of years ago. And so, yeah, that was just a, you know, creator-owned thing at Dark Horse that never... So Dark Horse Presents is used as kind of a launching pad for potential series. Okay. So that, that one didn't get the green light, but Dark Horse is releasing uh, in two weeks. They're going to release a 360-page uh, hardcover book of a book I did called Doc Unknown that I drew. Yeah, I have that uh, listed. That's a yeah. um, adventure series. Can you go into a little bit more detail about what that's about? Yeah, it's kind of a noir detective set book in the 1940s. And Doc Unknown's, you know, our guy who has no powers, but he can, you know, he fights monsters and demons and ghosts and oh, okay. parallel universes and all this good stuff. And, and I know, so, that sounds really interesting. So I, I originally drew that book for a guy named Fabian Ronhell Jr., who uh, does books for Black Mask now and IDW. He's drawing a new uh, Samurai Jack book right now. Or he's, okay. sorry, he's writing a new Samurai Jack book now. Okay. Um, and so we completed that a couple of years ago, or about two years ago. We completed the third trade of that. We did all three, and Fabian did it all through Kickstarter, and he self-published it. Oh, wow. And then Dark, and then Dark Horse uh, said they were interested in publishing the entire series into one hardcover. So they're doing that, and it comes out, I think, in two weeks on July 19th. Okay, yeah, awesome. we'll have to check that. Now, is that is that color, or is that black and white then because no, of the noir? Yeah. No, it's color. Oh, it is yeah, color. So okay. I did, I, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, that's what, you know, and then the other stuff I'm working on now, really, none of it has a release date, but I'm working on a couple books now. But, yeah, the, the, the complete Doc Unknown through Dark Horse is kind of the next thing that's coming out that I'm attached to. Okay, great. Definitely have to check that out. Um, the thing I wanted to point out is I, I kind of got introduced to you through the, and I know that this has been mentioned before, but the illustrious gentleman podcast, right? And I, I can actually, I can tell you the exact episode I started on was the Alien versus Aliens episode. <laughs> yeah, that's that seems to be the popular one. <laughs> and I just want to say I'm sorry. I'm with Scott on this one. <laughs> but it doesn't. You're, but you're Scott's age. <laughs> you might you might be younger than Scott, so I stand I, by my I stand by my uh, I stand by my my answers and my opinion that if you're if you're younger than forty, you're gonna choose aliens. If you're older than forty, you're gonna choose alien. I I I, I completely understand. Like, like I said, I understand. Here's the thing: I know that without the first one, with with without alien, aliens could not exist. It's just me for me. I guess I'm drawn to that one more. Now, maybe when I turn 40, all of a sudden, I'm going to be like, you know <laughs> It'll what? It'll switch. <laughs> you know what? That Alien's a really good movie. <laughs> oh, you'll learn to appreciate it. Trust me. <laughs> all right. Well, I, I'll, I'll keep that in mind in years to come. <laughs> all right. But no, I, I just wanted to say, you know, getting into that show was just so cool. And if you want to just tell some of our listeners um, what, what, what to expect or, you know, what you guys do on there would be great. Yeah, so the Illustrious Gentleman is a podcast Scott and I started uh, just over a year ago, a year and a couple days ago. The first episode came out, and Scott, if, if, if you guys don't know, Scott is uh, an artist currently working for DC on Superman, and he's a friend of mine. I've known Scott for about eight years, seven, eight years, and we get together, and we have a cocktail, and we talk about what's on our mind or else we have a we have a topic that we tackle and discuss or else we just kind of bs what's on our mind and you know 
kind of uh, it's a way to detox and relax from a career in full-time freelancing and full-time parenting. <laughs> we each have, you know, we both have three, we both have three children. Um, we both freelance full-time. So it's, you know, it's a way for us to just chat with each other and then we record it and hopefully other people like it. So that's kind of our, our, our you know, our business plan with that, I suppose. Well, I, I definitely am a fan of it, and I've been listening to it for a while now. So, thank you for for doing that. It's very I I, I enjoy listening to it every Monday. So. Yeah, I, I, we appreciate you listening to it. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> so, Ryan, where are some of the best places for people to find you? I mean, aside from the ones we already mentioned. Um. Yeah. Well, you can find me. I guess the best place for me is you can go to uh, just if you're on Twitter, you can go to at uh, Ryan Cody, and then there's a link to my website and my profile. And if you podcast fan which i assume you are if you're listening to this you can go to uh, uh tigshow.com www.tigshow.com and all the episodes of uh the illustrious gentlemen are up there and once i get the my patronus podcast going back <laughs> that's on twitter at my patronus pod so uh, but if you just go if you just go to at ryan cody on twitter click on my website link that's there you'll be able to find everything else all right, awesome. Well, thanks again for being on the show. I know that you're a big Harry Potter fan and everything, so we wanted to I have am. you on. And yes. I'm sure this might not be the last time you'll appear on the show. So Yeah, no so, problem. So maybe down the road we'll have you on for maybe more Harry Potter stuff. <laughs> hint, sounds, hint. Sounds good to me. Yay. All right. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Appreciate it. Oh, thank you, guys. I appreciate it. All right, we're back real quick. We don't have Ryan with us. We're just doing our closeout stuff. Mm -hmm. But due to the magic of editing, the magic of editing, I have since the record of that and now watched Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Good job. And I'm excited for what's to come. It was really cool to see adult wizards and stuff, Mm -hmm. kind of knowing their stuff. But it's one of those things to where... I, w- I want to see wh- where this goes. It's definitely a good start, and it was really cool to see a lot of the Fantastic Beast. And you know what was really cool? Mm-hmm. So, um, for everybody out there, I think people know by now we have kids. Yes. And um, it was really cool. We were actually, uh, one of our daughters and I were reading, we're reading through the first book again. Mm-hmm. And it was neat because the chapter where we were reading was when Harry Potter is, gets the book. Yeah, well, yeah. he's he's getting his supplies for being a first-year and and one of the titles of the book was Fantastic Beast and Where to Find Them by, by Newt Scamander. Yeah. Oh my gosh! And our daughter was like, "Oh, oh, that's that's you know." She was so excited. So it's it's really cool, you know, how the it's kind of neat to see the movie and remember. Oh, you know, they mentioned it, you know, in the very first book. So. Yes. Um, I don't think this is the last time we will discuss Harry Potter. Intent. Um, I don't know how many more of those I can do before I have to explain what that is, but you know what? Ellie is Ellie is wiggling in her chair. She's so excited. But you know what? That's for another day. Yes. Of course, we're going to go to our basic run-through. Check us out on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, and tuned in. And mm-hmm. if you go to iTunes, what do you do on iTunes? Zing this and give us a five-star review. We'll read it on the Monday episodes of the podcast. Yes. And if you go to Facebook.com, Facebook, you can find us on there. Of course, Zingness. Yep. If you want to tweet at us, tweet, we, tweet. We, we love getting tweets. You can go to Twitter. At Zingness. 
And on Instagram, it's... At ZingThisPodcast. And you can find us playing games on twitch.tv slash Zingness. Mm -hmm. You can, of course, help support the podcast by going to patreon.com slash Zingness. And if you want to find us on YouTube... Go to Zingness. And oh, uh, yeah, sorry. Just search Zingness. If we can get to 100 followers on there, it will be youtube.com slash Zingness. Right. So help us out. And then if you want to comment to us, just have a question, a show idea, or whatever. Or just let us know. Just any. Like, we, yeah. we love reading fan mail. It yes. makes our day. Uh, you can email us at zingness at gmail.com. And also, if you want us to read it on the podcast, just put a little note in there saying, hey, I, I would like this right on the podcast. Because yes. we... I'll, I'll, I'll normally respond to people and everything, but I just want to make sure that some stuff, I don't know if people want it right or not. But right. we would love to read and respond to it on air to you. But finally, A.A. Ron is our sound guy and DJ Golden Boy, as always. 89, play us out. <laughs>